0: And we are back with another episode of From the Raptor. Sam and I are here recording on Monday, February 7th, uh, day after Celtics took down the Orlando Magic. A couple days before the big day, uh, February 10th, trade deadline. Things are going to get spicy here soon, and I'm excited. I know Sam's probably a little less excited than I am, but oh, yeah. we'll have a good time. <laughs> we'll have a good time. And, you know, right off the jump, I'll just say it. Uh, Sam and I, and probably Tim and maybe KJ, uh if you're familiar with our pregame shows you're gonna be streaming during the trade deadline on guy Boston sports youtube and facebook so uh the hours leading up to the trade deadline you know come tune in we'll probably be there chatting it'll be out as a podcast as well but uh, if you want to be there live with us we'll be hanging out so come through there but
1: yes we will We're... Pregame shows are always a good time so you you'll be missing out <laughs> yeah. if you don't come
0: talk to the chat a lot it's a lot of fun discussing thoughts and stuff but uh boston celtics five game win streak sam we'll get right into it i mean it's about time I- Best basketball they played all season
1: by far. Best basketball they've played all season. Granted, it is against bad teams for the most part. Charlotte's not a bad team. Well, I I will say this.
0: I will say this. That's a common thing you brought up this year, and, you know, it is what it is. Um, Greeny, I saw his tweet. Um, I'll quote tweet it, paraphrase for now, but uh, at some point I'll I'll find it and I'll read the actual stats. Uh, A lot of people, you know, in his mentions and everybody's mentions of saying, yeah, you know, Celtics are good, right? But they're playing bad teams. If you think about it, I mean, everyone has to play the same teams, right? Everyone plays the same teams. Celtics are 500 against teams above 500. And only two teams in the East have a better record than them against teams above 500. So, you know, what I'm, like it, it's all relative. Yeah, sure. They're playing their best basketball against bad teams. But quite literally every team in the NBA does that. Everyone does that. That's how it goes. They're bad teams for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just how it works.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That It's true. And don't get me wrong. It's fantastic that they're winning these games because these aren't always games they win. You know, they drop these games, let down games all the time. And they have not done that. They've put together a five-game win streak. They're now five games over 500. Longest win streak in about a year. A while, And it's, it's a good time. Good time. They should they should be able to beat Brooklyn tomorrow. Brooklyn, you'd hope quite possibly without any of their star players. Harden is questionable, and even then they
0: KD's hurt. So
1: it is the letdown spot. A team that is on a seven eight game losing streak facing a team that's on a five game win streak Mm -hmm. could get scary, but. uh I, I don't think it's a game that they won't get up for tomorrow either, because it for the standings it has implications. They jump up probably into playoff position if they win this game tomorrow.
0: If they win, they're in sixth.
1: I yeah, I believe that's how it works. So that's a pretty big deal, and mm-hmm. keep inching closer and closer to those teams that are up above. Right? What are they? Three yeah. games back of Philly. If Take a go uh, right now, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, right it's, now, it's not much. They they have made up a ton of ground. They're continuing to play better basketball and three games
0: back of Philly, and they're tied in terms of win percentage for or in terms of games back as the six seeded Raptors. So, yeah, they're they're right there, they're right in the mix. It's close,
1: they they should be able to keep climbing. They should, and unfortunately, the
0: Raptors are also on a five game win streak of their own, of course. So, uh, they're good, though. They're good. And uh, I saw a tweet about it. Um, Nick Nurse and Ime Udoka you know, spent the first half of the season figuring out their rotations and now they have their seven or eight best guys and they're just playing those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like it's work, and it's working. They're winning. They're both winning a lot of basketball games. They are Fred winning. Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes are one, two and four in minutes per played per game this season. and uh, Or maybe OG Ananobi, not Scotty, but Scotty's like top 10 still. So Raptors play a lot of minutes and I I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics minutes uh, are around that same level for the past 10 or so games. And of course I see people on Celtics Twitter complaining about that too. Pick a lane, man. Complain they're not winning or complain, you know, that they're like, come on. Like, what (laughs) are are they complaining about? you know you don't replace the starters too much give tatum a rest i see that all the time
1: it's, it's ridiculous. like rest i mean pick something do, pick you're something. absolutely like like what what do they want what do, what do you want what do you want them to do you know what they want do you know
0: what they want they want to complain that's what they yeah. want to do they would like to complain which is why I, I mean i love you if you listen to the podcast i appreciate you and obviously yeah, i grew up a Celtics fan but one of the most cynical fan bases in the nba and it's it's been like that you know it's I mean, I'm
1: cynical. I'm on the podcast trying to complain as much as I can just because yeah, I'm afraid at least to get you, excited.
0: At least you complain about intelligent things. Yeah, I, I
1: don't <laughs> complain, right? You Usually when you, you get somebody's take on Marcus Smart, and that's usually how you determine if they're smart or not. <laughs> no pun intended. But I seriously, say. I mean, the man's been playing fantastic since he's come back. Yes. He, in my opinion, he's been playing fine the whole season. He's adjusting to this new role that he's never really been given the opportunity to play in the league. He's always had a better point guard ahead of him. And the team has never missed the playoffs when he's on the team. So I don't know how he's the problem at all if you're upset. You know, he's not. He's the, not. Only, the only issue at all with him is the money he makes and how much of the salary cap it takes up. And if he's playing like this, I'm not even going to complain too much about the money. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, he's playing fine. <laughs> he's distributing the ball. He plays defense. He's buying into that role. And that's something it's that for the games, season. Right? Last eight games is when he returned. I'm
0: just looking up stats. Might be might be seven. Actually, I easy check it to this way. Nine games back, Tatum played eight of those games. Yeah, so last eight games since he's been back, 10 points, uh, 4.3 rebounds, 6.0 assists, 1.4 steals, and he's shooting 54% from the field and 32% from three. You can't really ask for much more from Marcus Martin. He's not going to be a shooter, right? If if he can get that up to 34%, great, but that's not his game. And (laughs) shooting 32% for him is not bad. Shooting... Fifty-four percent from the field is ridiculous for Marcus Smart
1: because he doesn't yeah. do that. His, his He's historically, under forty percent. That's why. Yes, I bet if you go through his like career stats, I don't know this for a fact, but I, the percentages are probably pretty close to each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, his career stats—he shoots below forty percent from the field on his career. So fifty-four yeah. well, percent last eight go. games, obviously a bit odd, but uh, <clears throat> not bad, not bad at all. And then. Past that, past eight games, Smarts at 10, Richardson 9.6, Robert Williams 9.6, 7 for Grant, 7 1 for Schroeder, 7 for Horford, and then Tatum at 28. or 27.9, Jalen Brown at 23.5, both shooting pretty efficiently. Tatum shooting 50 40, 84, Jalen Brown shooting 46, 31, 77. So he's struggling a bit from three, but I mean, hey, the team is playing well. You know, you got Richardson shooting 39.4% from three. Grant Williams shooting almost 45%. Schroeder is, you know, struggling. Horford shooting 36% in the last eight games. Like, you can't ask for much more from him either.
1: Horford, he's struggled this season shooting the three. I just, Mm. I'm not buying that that's something he's not going to be able to do all of a sudden. I I just, (laughs) I just find it hard to believe. You know, his shot isn't, like, if you watch him shoot, he's not using his legs that much.
0: And I like, Like, he
1: doesn't jump like three feet in the air to get a shot off. He has a set shot. He should be fine shooting. I just think he was going through a slump, and he might be finding his footing a bit more now,
0: which is fine. And I like Horford, but Horford is replaceable. I think is the biggest thing. Oh yeah, no, I'm not denying that, and especially replaceable considering his age and contract. And I'm not not saying you're saying, oh, don't trade Horford, keep him no matter what. Obviously, you know, I I don't think anybody has that take at this point. But except for maybe Ana Horford, which I'll do respect, (laughs) fair enough. But the, the main thing is. Right now the way they're playing is they put him on the center and let Rob, you know, switch and guard the guy in the corner so he can come in and make block shots which is good it's working. So realistically, you just need someone who can space the floor at a 30% three-point level cuz that's what Horford's been around this season, right? Maybe 33. And play solid defense, right? Like obviously on the big. there's not... <clears throat> yeah, on the big. And if you want to give up that floor spacing it's not ideal, but you know, it's not A lot of people shoot 30% from three nowadays in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. So there are guys you can grab to fill in that spot. I mean, we might as well get into it. Um, Trade deadline in three days as we're recording this. I I know you're not a huge DeMonta Sabonis guy, but seeing what the Pacers took for Karis Levert, which, by the way, Karis Levert – in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot, but for no, the Pacers. it's literally who, nothing.
1: They traded an injured player whose contract is expiring and like I know, a protected I know, protected pick. I know,
0: but they did it for a reason, and that's around the price they were asking for anyways. They were asking for two firsts, and they basically got a first-round pick, a very high second, which they traded up. They gave away a second, but that second, they, they traded up from like the 26th overall pick in the second round to like the third overall pick in the second round, and also a second on top of that. So they got a really good second Another second and a first round pick for Karis Levert, which isn't too far off from what they were asking for. <clears throat> so, in terms of clearing up salary cap space this offseason, clearing up a roster spot, not having to pay Levert next year, and also getting some draft picks to help kickstart a rebuild, like not every team wants young players in the NBA. They'd rather just have the chance to draft the young players that they want to draft, if that makes sense. You know, like obviously on paper, they the Cavs fleeced them right. The Cavs get something that will help them win right now.
1: No, the, Cavs, no matter... the Cavs fleeced them like, sure, <laughs> yes. you can say it's what the Pacers were looking for, <laughs> but they legit. And I don't really know what the value is around the league, I don't have source or anything. But two first round picks is what they were asking for. Yeah, they got well, they didn't get that. They got they close got to as that as
0: close, they got as close as that as they probably will, would have gotten. No one was going to give them two first round picks for Karis Levert. No one like that just, it, that, w- that's Just it was such a free.
1: High. Trade. I mean, don't don't get me wrong; those picks will benefit the Pacers because going forward exactly. they're gonna have time to run. Like the, exactly. Like the same thing I always talk about with the Celtics. Like you know, I don't really care for picks at this point, or even like the young guys on this team, like or or guys that you know, Desmond Bain, for example, Sadiq Bay, guys that they let technically walk. Yeah, because who knows if they would even gotten the opportunity to have minutes on the Celtics. So if you're going with yeah. the Pacers. Whoever they pick is going to get a chance. You'd think, right?
0: So, and that's the thing. It's all about where teams are at. Like the Pacers aren't winning anything, even if they got like, yeah, I mean, what would they have wanted from the Cavs for LeBert? Like what team around the league is going to give up a young star for Karis Levert? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's not his value. And you could argue, there's an easy, easy argument that Sabonis could net that. But at the same time, if the Pacers aren't super fond of anybody around the league, then why not just take a like, middle-of-the-pack first-round pick or a bunch of late first-round picks and take guys that you want and trade from there, right? Like yeah. if there's nobody on the market you want, then that's the, sh- the way to go. And obviously, it's going to be a quote-unquote steal for the other team because they're getting the quality play right now and you don't know what the picks turn into.
1: And that's just that's right. how it works.
0: It's like the Norm Powell trade, except that one was a bit, a bit
1: worse. Well, no, that, that, <laughs> that was was one is a bit worse. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Well, this is going to sound so dumb, but... I, I would do Sabonis for Horford. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, of course, would do that. But, like, it just makes me think, like, is Sabonis going to be able to do the defensive dirty work Horford? They, they expect no. him to do. And that, I feel no. like, to me, that is the most valuable thing Horford's bringing to the team and the role he's filling. And Sabonis does plenty of good things. But I'm just not, like, I, I feel confident that the Celtics can hang with Philly in a series or whatever. If, you know, if they're playing like they are now. Yeah. With Horford, because he, I trust him to slow down Embiid at least a little bit. With Sabonis, yeah. like, you well, lose that.
0: My my thing is you definitely lose it to an extent. And Horford's a good defender, but he's nowhere near the defender that was guarding Embiid a couple of years ago. It's no, just, he's not. It's, it's not there. But he can, so,
1: he can still do it. And where he's really struggled this year more than anything is up top, right? Like guarding yeah. the perimeter, guarding the smaller guys. So that's not an issue he's going to face with Embiid.
0: Yeah, my thing is in regards to Sabonis. Sabonis, sorry, um, I haven't watched a ton of Pacers games this year. I know you definitely haven't either. I definitely, have not but Sabonis it. is a big, a big enough body where I would feel somewhat confident throwing him on a big man. And obviously, beats gonna cook whoever, right? He's Embiid. He's he's filthy. Simply because you have Robert Williams like five feet away, right? No, you like do. you have that yeah, sort of so <clears throat> you can definitely get away with it and. Since the defense is already amazing, obviously you don't want to like hurt it too much, but Sabonis on offense would be kind of really good, right? He shoots around what Horford shoots from three. Um, Off the top of my head, Sabonis shoots like 32% from three, 31%, 32.4% from three. He'll rebound the hell out of the ball, which is something you've complained about all season. He's a phenomenal facilitator uh, on the block. So you'll have Rob. Horford's
1: a good facilitator too, man. I know. so is Rob.
0: He's not. He's not at the level of Sabonis. It's just
1: he's not winning Sabonis. the skills competition. Like Sabonis <clears throat> all right, there did. you go,
0: Sabonis, Rob, and Smart all out on the floor. That's three facilitators, two elite defenders, and two really good rebounders next to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's a really good starting five. Yeah. No, and I'll, then, I'll say this. Yeah,
1: Sabonis is a significant upgrade in the rebounding category. Yeah, that's for damn sure.
0: <clears throat> and then this is the trade I pitched on the pregame show yesterday to Tim. You look at what they got for Karis LeVert, right? It, they got a first, they traded up in the second round, essentially, and then an extra second for an expiring contract, uh, and an expiring contract, sorry, for LeVert. Whatever, right? LeVert is a different player than DeMontis Sabonis. But if that's the level, Josh Richardson, Dennis Schroeder, Aaron, uh, Romeo Langford, and two to three first-round picks, I think would be the price the Celtics would have to pay To get Sabonis, and I I think that's the best offer they could offer um, to the Pacers to get their attention. And will that be good enough? I don't know. There's probably better offers around the league they could look at, and I think the Wizards probably had the best one. And uh, if I had to put my money on the place where Sabonis would end up, it'd be Washington uh, for what it's worth. But I think that's the best offer. The Celtics should be willing to give up for Sabonis. Does it make sense? And the Richardson thing is definitely iffy. But.
1: Yeah, the Richardson thing is what I'm hung up on. Like, I really like Richardson. You know that. I'm not shy yes. about that. The only and caveat
0: – sorry, the only caveat to the trade, if you trade Richardson, I think it would be crucial that you do the package we saw from Keith if they're interested. You send Horford, Smith, and a first to the Kings for Harrison Barnes, and that would replace that side shot. With Harrison. Yeah, all right. Well, if you, you have I mean? like, both
1: of them lined up, it's not gonna exactly. hurt you as much. Exactly. But I will say, like, I would prefer to give Horford to the Pacers than I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean obviously you would. You could also, also get
0: Craig or Justin Holiday back in that deal because you okay. have a little extra salary room. So
1: for what it's worth. But on top of that, right now the deal you have you know, the, the side pieces you have proposed to me make it more fathomable. But we talked yep. about it already, right? Ime uses eight guys. So in the opponents deal, you're giving up two of them. You're bringing in one that would fill in. So you're, you're down to seven. And you are at a surplus of big men. Now, if you do the Kings deal, it's a little different. You're bringing back. And Lauren. I think
0: you could throw in Craig or Justin Holiday into that deal as well.
1: Okay. Well, like I said, if, if you bring back the bodies to fill a solid rotation yep. without like falling off a cliff. Maybe I do it. Well, I, I, I really like you, Richardson, man. I don't know.
0: I, I do too. No, I do too. I'm just saying, I, I'm not going to let Richardson be the player that holds me back in a bonus deal. Cause I those, think those
1: like, are two. Those are two players Schroeder and Richardson that are handling the ball for you off the bench. Sure. Now, let, but you I'm also not going to act Pitt like Schroeder's Richard. a gold mine, you know, like you, you have to have, keep him, but you also have it, Richard though.
0: You have a handicap or a, a What's it called? A hand, I don't know what it
1: is. It's a fantasy <laughs> a safety net.
0: Term. No, it's like uh it's a fantasy football term. It's like when you draft the a backup flex. Of, uh running back. No, it's like if you draft Kristen McCaffrey, you also draft Shuba Hubbard. You you have like a, a backup
1: uh, person, a pl- a platoon. <laughs> is that it? It's something. No, it's, it's something. Not that.
0: Regardless, you have Peyton Pritchard is my point. So trading Schroeder in that deal doesn't mean anything, especially if you're going to give him up anyways. But my point is, from from Indiana's perspective, you get an expiring contract in Schroeder who basically equates to Ricky Rubio, right? He's whatever. He's going to be gone at the end of the season. doesn't matter. You have Josh Richardson who can play minutes for you this season and also be a pretty good piece to deal this offseason or next year as an expiring contract. Like, he can net you a first-round pick if you're Indiana, right? Um, yeah. Romeo Langford, who has Indiana roots, you know there have been rumors in the past, whatever, linked to them, blah blah blah. He'd be a nice player for them to take a chance on. And then two to three first round picks is two to three first round picks. That's what it is. Like Celtics have the assets if they want to make that move. Yeah, and, uh, and those Indiana are not likes...
1: picks they need right now. Exactly. They and... pick, barring like you know, <laughs> isn't going to get made. they miss the playoffs and hit the lottery is not exactly.
0: Be. And that's the risk Indiana should be willing to take. You know what I'm saying? Like if they want those picks. You know, you, you take three firsts or two firsts any day of the week. Um, but on the flip side, like I said, if I had to put money on it, it'd be Washington because if you're Washington, you want not be able to stay. So you want to put the best team around him. And I mean, e- even you'd probably agree with this. You'd compare that Celtics package to a deal of uh, what would it be? Some of the things I've seen were, you know, Spencer Dinwoody, Rui Hachimura and a couple firsts. Or yeah, I'd rather have that. <laughs> Rui Hachimura, Danny Dia, Corey Kispert. Or like Danny Mdia, Corey Kispert. For, you know they they just have better young assets.
1: No, they um, absolutely do because so. they can actually play them. And I'm I don't well, that, even really feel like the Celtics should be playing either of those guys at this point because yes, Nee Smith has had plenty of opportunity. Romeo's been solid, but he's not been better than Richardson to where you can justify giving him minutes over Richardson. Not even close. Not even so, close. I mean, they're right not to be playing these guys. The only one is Pritchard that you can really argue for. Now, I don't really know how well Pritchard has played in his like last stretch of games. Right, he hasn't gotten a lot of run necessarily, but I do know last they, eight he games was, he was last part eight of games that he's class averaging, the Pistons.
0: He's only averaging five minutes a night in the last eight games, and he's only played in seven of them. I uh, shooting thirty three percent from three on like an attempt a game. He he just hasn't gotten a lot of run. Is what it is. He, no, he hasn't. Um, that, that is was, one
1: thing like. I, I still think they should trade Schroeder and they probably will. Yes,
0: yeah, I guarantee it. I'll, I'll give the yeah. Jack guarantee on the podcast that they're trading yeah.
1: Schroeder. <laughs> and if they do, or I would hope it, he's going to be a big part if they continue to be successful. Because say what you want about Schroeder, but he's been one of the eight guys that have been playing consistently in this better stretch. I, I mean, yeah. it doesn't mean he's like fantastic or anything, but he's fitting into the role that they are asking him to play a little bit better now. And he had a good Schroeder. game yesterday, so you can throw in recency bias to that. But <laughs> I, I saw mean, that I a lot on Twitter. Yesterday. I did not, did I not get that, to watch too much of it.
0: I saw that a lot on Twitter. Damn, Richard's, uh, Schroeder has one good game, and everyone's ready to not trade him anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm not saying
1: don't trade him. I'm just saying I sure hope Pritchard can keep you from having a little bit of a fall-off there. Of course. Of course. And I um, think he should be able to. Like we have talked about before, he fits better, right? He can shoot mm-hmm. better. Naturally, He's you got to give him the yesterday. Button. Crazy,
0: right? Yes. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? I didn't see it. I had to watch the replay, unfortunately. But, yeah, I don't think Sabonis has happened. That's just a pipe pipe dream, like I said. Um, I wrote a bunch of Sabonis trades today. Washington was one of them. The Timberwolves were another. It was like Malik Beasley, Josh Akogi, and a couple firsts. Uh, and the other one was uh, – what was the third one?
1: The Kings. Marvin, Marvin Bagley, Davion Mitchell, and a couple firsts. Did, you, did i send you the thing uh i think greeny tweeted it today he was like it was like the kings like really want to move bagley like really bad yeah. or whatever and he was like it's not really bad unless they're willing to take freedom like take him back like take cancer. this is true yeah this is
0: true so we, uh, we don't have to talk about freedom freedoms doing i sure wrong. hope he's not on the yeah. team going uh, i would hope so i <laughs> i would weird. like
1: Jeez, who are some names we have thrown around? as like like just like rotation bigs they could bring in that aren't countered. Alex Len in Sacramento. <laughs> he just trade him. He was a part of that Harrison Barnes deal. Are you talking about free agents? Like people? No, not free agents. Protein? No, not like Demarcus Cousins or something. No, <clears throat> he's on a team. He's not a free agent, Sam. No, he's ten days up. Uh Oh, really? I thought that. I thought today get big timed. Actually, they might have brought him back. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I'll look up player contracts. You talking about like a minimum guy? I don't know. Just I'm trying to think like there was someone that like had been discussed and I don't remember who Jalen
0: Smith. You're thinking Jalen Smith might've been him.
1: Yeah. Not that Phoenix Phoenix. is doing the deal, but okay. We've heard now with Schroeder that the bulls are an option. And so is Milwaukee. Now we've heard the Troy Brown jr. From Chicago. What Mm -hmm. do you think Milwaukee's? throwing out there is this is, making his return to the garden
0: well this is where it gets really interesting because the bucks don't have space to take on a ton of money so they'd have to match the five mil right and so let's look at the bucks payroll <laughs> one deal i saw from a bucks fan which was really weird that was like send it
1: was Giannis so for schroeder
0: no it was a bucks fan <laughs> saying rodney hood a second round pick in Dante DiVincenzo for Schroeder,
1: which Dude, that'd would be fantastic,
0: that'd be stupid value. And there's no shot the Bucks would ever
1: do that no, in a
0: million years. Imagine well, the, they the only, could get
1: that. Well, that's my kind of deal.
0: Yeah, I know. The only argument is that they don't want to pay Dante, but again, they don't want to pay Schroeder either, so there's no real vi to well, that. They that they that's the Schroeder's type of deal help
1: in the short term, then I don't know.
0: <laughs> I guess that's the type of deal
1: that. Richardson would probably have to be in. And at
0: that point, it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Dante's having a rough season coming back from an injury, too. So
1: that's fantastic.
0: there's also that. Um, let's hit the good old trade machine, though. You're talking Bucks for Schroeder. Uh, Rodney Hood would probably be the first name that pops into my mind because he's not really a rotation player for them. I'm talking about a pure salary dump, but that doesn't mind. You'd need to cut almost three more million for the Bucks, <laughs> excuse me, from their side of things. George Hill for Dennis Schroeder, but I don't know. That still doesn't work. You'd have to cut it a little bit more. I mean, you could do like George Hill and Shemi Ojale for Dennis Schroeder. That would work.
1: Imagine if but they like, brought Ojale back. Like, how pissed uh... I would be. <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be furious. I would be. Yeah. Pissed.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much I'd love that. I mean, they could always just, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, wave him, but I don't know. I mean, there's no shot they do. He's probably playing really well for them this season. Yeah, I was gonna say and for uh, Schroeder. Oh, he's, he's playing phenomenal for them, so I don't think he's on the block at all.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would <laughs> yeah. love that. Just because? Oh, he's so here. good. He's great. Mm-hmm. They to get need to get some mm-hmm. local
0: spirit on the team. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's the only thing I can think of. Uh, I've heard a lot of talks of getting under the cap because technically you don't have to trade Schroeder to get under the cap. So some people are speculating, and this is probably recency bias with the game he had. Um, if you trade like Bruno Fernando or Ennis Freedom or one of those bottom tier minimum guys, you could keep Schroeder and stay under the tax at the same time. Um, if you trade them for nothing or dump them to like OKC
1: with a second round pick, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, yeah, that. You is do that, you, do you lose center depth though. That's the problem if one of those guys gets hurt. Yeah,
0: yeah, that, that's also true. I don't know. I mean, I I don't
1: hate keeping Schroeder. And I don't think I ever have been like you have to trade yeah, him. I don't, I
0: I don't think it hurts you, but I think <laughs> oh. there's
1: opportunity there, you know, to get whatever value you want back. One guy who would be low
0: risk, high reward, if you wanted. I mean, Nismith and Schroeder for Thaddeus Young would be interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't hate them at all. I mean, if hey, if they're willing to you take freedom and uh, Schroeder dump them with like a first or like a heavily protected first or a second or something for Thaddeus young. I wouldn't hate that either, but I, I think I know a bunch of teams are also in- interested in Thaddeus young. The Suns being one Jalen Smith, that, that, that might be something you see Smith and Dario Saric. Um, <laughs> there's that. I'm just thinking around the league of like different centers that could be interesting to bring in for center depth. Cause I don't, like freedom. And realistically speaking, you probably need some center depth, right? Like you don't really yeah, have no, that. You definitely do the guys
1: because you saw how much time he got when either one of them. Yeah. Guys out. Uh, what about Larry Nance. Can I interest you in a Larry Nance? Oh, he's in Portland now. Yeah. That'd mm-hmm. be something. I don't know if he's a center per se, but he can shoot. Okay.
0: He's both. He's, he's like, yeah, that'd right be now.
1: interesting. And he would probably have really good chemistry with Marcus running the pick and roll for Al Oops. I'd keep mm-hmm. an eye on. It. I don't know how much money. Hey, he made.
0: Maybe they want freedom back.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think anybody wants that. Uh what's
0: this face? Uh Larry Nance is making ten point ten point six nine million this year, nice, and nine point six seven million next year. So it goes down. He fits into the TPE. I mean Portland's clearly selling shit for the yeah, they, at this don't point. Care. So he does <laughs> you grab him. Yeah, I Even I mean Nurkic would probably be all right, and he fits into the TPE too. But I like Nance a little bit better because he gives you that extra year of flexibility. And Nance is That's a great player can play defense, <laughs> yeah. He's big, though. He's a big, big body. Uh, this year, Larry Nance is averaging 6.9 points, nice 5.6 rebounds, 2.0 assists, 51.5 percent from field, 30.6 percent from three. Uh, down year from three overall, but he's not taking nearly as many so. Not bad. I like Larry Nance. He's an okay defender. He's just kind of a guy that... He's better than Cantor Or Freedom. We'll we'll leave it there. He's a better backup center option than Freedom is. So, I'll I'll say there. One guy I think you would be very interested in uh, who is uh, supposedly available. Josh Hart is available for trade. Yeah,
1: see, that's one that's intriguing to me. Because, (laughs) Mm -hmm. typically, he's been a decent three-point shooter. This year, I think he's down a bit. Not positive, but he plays defense. So he, he's, he's your dead. prototypical fit for a role player, especially around like Caden yeah. Brown, right? Shooting around. And then you can rely on to kick out. Plus, he's playing in New Orleans where mm-hmm. they don't have these guys that are going to attract defenses. <laughs> like the yeah, South. Yeah, he like shouldn't.
0: On 13.4 points, 7.8 rebounds, 4.1 assists, 50.5% of the field, 32.3% from three. So, yeah, not, that's not, not. like you said, down here, but yeah the only thing is again i hate to break it to you i don't think the celtics are going to be the team because the pelicans are looking for they're buying which is weird because they're bad but they're they're preparing they're preparing for next year for when zion's back they want to have the best team possible around him, which makes sense right i I still don't think
1: zion's playing basketball again (laughs) i'm I'm not not even like joking i'm not trying to be funny i know you're not genuinely there are not like name me a player that's come back from being fat I don't know because I don't have any NBA players. If you're listening, like, tweet us. Like, if someone got fat and then like recovered from it, tell us. That's like Hmm. worse than like a uh, like a torn Achilles. So, the rumors are
0: that the Pelicans have spoken to these teams about a potential Josh Hart deal, and you you be ready for these names: Uh, Atlanta's Kevin Herter, uh, Portland's C.J. McCollum. Houston's yeah. Eric Gordon and Sacramento's
1: De'Aaron Fox are the, the teams really? they've spoken
0: with about deals.
1: See, <clears> like, weird. Two of those guys is like, all right, like that's that's like a lateral move for both teams. Mm-hmm. And then, then you're like De'Aaron Fox, like McCollum. I mean, I don't love McCollum. Like, they want McCollum. The
0: they they really want McCollum. Yeah. See,
1: I, I just think his contract's bad. Like, I also,
0: Knicks want McCollum. That's something else I heard. The Knicks want McCollum.
1: What do they get? <laughs> Top it. Right Probably Randall. Randall. Randall um,
0: has terrible trade value around the league.
1: Especially. Oh, I know. He's he's like having a bad season. But well, like, and it, he's he's a so lot of people? He, like, six he unfollowed. He was the answer. <laughs> he unfollowed all Knicks
0: accounts on Instagram because there they're God. playing bad. He's that that's a mess. I mean, he's he's. You, I mean, you saw him thumbs down the crowd at MSG earlier this season.
1: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, up in Portland, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of people at those games. <laughs> so maybe he'll play better in the empty arenas. <laughs> Like he did My last thing is year and, I mean, people thought also, the Knicks were good and they, they were do wrong. Do you see the Cam
0: you see the Cam Reddish drama?
1: No, I did not see those.
0: Tom Thibodeau did not want them to trade for him, so he's racked up four DNPs and is only playing five minutes a game. Or Thibodeau is a
1: savage.
0: I love <laughs> that's crazy this. though. How are you gonna be that bad not playing a player who was actually having a really good season? You know what I'm saying? Like it just makes no sense, man. Uh that yeah, but that doesn't Knicks make sense. Matched. I would have
1: taken reddish on the Celtics. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> He's one of those guys. They they got him for nothing. I know. And Thibodeau. What did they just give him like, a second? Nah. And uh, Kevin Knox.
0: Yeah, a second. So that's the equivalent of no, a first. I think up. they gave up a first. They might have given okay,
1: up a first in like Nismith or Langford. Probably Langford more. They sent
0: like, Solomon Hill. They sent Kevin Knox and a first, and they got back Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill in a second. I think was the deal.
1: So he has like, like a decent contract. Like it's like it's like a decent chunk. Solomon right? Hill,
0: I think exactly. he's on a minimum.
1: Is he on a minimum? There was one I'm point where sure. he was making like money that he shouldn't be making.
0: I'm pretty sure he's on there's a there.
1: reason he was in that deal.
0: Um Solomon Hill, they waived him. It was 2.38 million this year.
1: Okay. So I don't know. <laughs> there's they're still I think paying. At one him point he dollar. was making like money that he shouldn't have been making.
0: Probably here I'll look it up. Solomon. Hill. See now, I really
1: hope I'm right because if I'm not, it's gonna look really bad.
0: I hope, I hope. Let's see, Salmon Hill NBA salary. Um, he made yeah Pelicans in the 2016-17 season paid him 11 mil, 12 mil, 13 mil. There you 20, go. Okay, all right. Mil. I'm I'm not crazy then. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. Um. He was an okay player, though. I mean, he obviously wasn't amazing. But fun fun fact, the Knicks are also paying Jakeem Noah $6.4 this season. So
1: there's a good. <laughs> fun, I I, fun I, I truly couldn't. I don't know if I'm happier about, like, the Lakers being bad or the Knicks being bad. I truly could not be happier. That's and amazing. the Nets are kind of it's bad, too, but everyone's hurt for them, so I don't really put any weight into that. Katie's hey man we're gonna be a pain in the ass again but that's
0: their own problem they screwed themselves they screwed themselves i'm i, uh, I who could have told yesterday... you that
1: Tyree was gonna be a problem it, not me
0: certainly <laughs> i tweeted this out yesterday who would you rather have james harden or karis LeVert and jared allen this season i just saying yeah for that then, team
1: well, i'm just saying dude like houston traded hard and they didn't get anything for him mm-hmm. i stand by that that was the worst deal like ever They got nothing. They got Ola and gave him up for Avery Bradley and Kelly Olinick. All the good pieces went elsewhere. And obviously, I will say, on Cleveland. I will say,
0: if this Nets team crumbles this year, those picks are going to be a lot better, especially the ones in like 2026. Because is KD and Kyrie still going to be leading them to a champion? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are going to be Lottos, those are going to be good, good picks. And the Nets aren't going to have much to show for it, right? Like, <clears throat> And from, from Houston's perspective, obviously, I feel like they definitely should have taken Jared Allen and or Silver in that deal. But those two players would probably just put them at like 13th in the West instead of 15th. You know what I'm saying? So in the grand scheme of things, if they really wanted to be bad, like that makes sense. Obviously, you look at it and like, hey, yo, you know, what, what are you doing? You didn't get these players, but. In in the long run, think Jalen Green, they're going to get like Paolo Banchero or Jabari Smith this year. They're going to get good players in the drafts um, versus like those 14, 15 guys. So I, I, I guess that's the business model. It's like what the Pacers yeah, are Like doing. If,
1: you, if you're Houston, you should – I mean I say this all the time about Harden. Like, dude, send him to Sacramento for nothing then. If you're going to send him <laughs> somewhere for nothing, send him somewhere like, like not desirable. Like don't well, let him win. At the same time, and I, I'm pretty sure I said
0: this to you when the deal was happening. Those teams aren't going to want to trade for Harden because they know he has no interest in playing there. So, why would they trade for someone who doesn't want to play for the organization? Right? Like, what?
1: <laughs> that doesn't matter. Does James Harden make the Kings a championship contender? Is it he going to want fun. to play there? Might get him to the playoffs for the first time in 14, 15 years. <laughs> sure. Not, but not every is- team's out there trying to. It's funny to say, but like their immediate goal is not a championship, especially Sacramento. My, I mean, they'd just be happy to get in the playoffs. My point is if he
0: is miserable, then there's no point in trading for him because that's not like that's just bad like why you, you don't trade for a player that doesn't want to be there and especially if you know the player doesn't want to be there
1: right like yeah, trading like for like, one defense for Brooklyn, you would fine. assume he would have wanted to be there but here we are he doesn't want to and whose fault is like that the tax right it's no it's his fault he's the problem no no he I mean he's uh, not a Kyrie that's well, what he's not like. a Kyrie but like he's a, he's part of the problem regardless mm-hmm. I mean I dislike <coughs> Kyrie as much as anybody But yeah, I mean, Harden's definitely part of the problem. There's no doubting that. I don't know. Harden would be up in Detroit if I was the GM of the Rockets.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. The Harden thing's so whack to me. He's uh, he's such a dick.
1: Like that's yeah. No, I hate that guy. I hate him. Like Katie's like the only one I like on that team. And the only reason I like him is he kept LeBron from winning a couple years. And he and he was very considerate of the Celtics, like that he almost came to the Celtics. KD. Yeah. I've never hated KD. I know I know understand the whole snake thing. I've never disappeared. No, I understand like why people were mad. I don't understand why people were so mad he left Russ, because I mean nobody likes Russ. Just look at Twitter. I mean, nobody likes. I I I think he was the problem. Oh, he's a mess right now. His attitude is just bad.
0: People boo him. Uh yeah, I. Don't I really did
1: see it Saturday's game. They were like telling him not to shoot, booing him. Fantastic.
0: Vogel benched him for overtime. Yeah, which is good. And More then Vogel's won. response. Vogel's response was, "Hopefully that player will learn from that. <laughs> it's their mess. Their mess. Who would have thought? Uh, I me. mean, uh, no, no. My point is, <clears throat> excuse me." Who would have thought a month ago the Celtics would be five games above 500, and the Lakers would still be three games below?
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe the late. I would have told you the Lakers, but I don't know if I would have told you. Yeah, exactly. And I'll take the L. I don't know. I told you they should have went 13 and two in January. So yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. I'll take the L and the Lakers. I mean, I thought they'd be really good, but I didn't understand it.
1: I I almost like wanted to go back. Like I didn't have the time like to listen to the old pods to see because I definitely said the only thing Westbrook is going to be is their new Lebron's new skateboard, and here we are. Yeah, you're not wrong. They, that's all it is. You're not wrong. Yeah, and
0: uh, we can talk about it briefly. Um, ben Simmons, James Harden trade, that would do nothing but hurt the Celtics.
1: <laughs> that would yeah, do I really nothing hope that but doesn't hit. happen. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't think it could, It, will, it could hurt um, those How? teams. You know, those guys are head cases to both of them. You never know. Like, sure. I'm not saying – there's no denying that especially Harden is talented. Simmons might be a good fit on Brooklyn, so it's a little different but Harden and Embiid would probably be a pretty good combination to say the least. Well, the thing um, I've
0: seen, I was listening to um the through the wire podcast shout out, you know, Kenny and Pierre and those guys. They the reason the Sixers are so good this year is cuz Embiid has so much more freedom, right? Like he doesn't have to worry about a point guard demanding the ball all the time. Uh, obviously Simmons can't, you know, space the floor either, so having the ball in his hands and that is fine. And you knew what was coming, right? It was going to be pick and roll or something with Simmons handling the ball. Right now, Embiid's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. Like, he's pulling up from the elbow. He's pulling up from the three point line. He's getting in the post. He's taking jumpers. Like, you don't know what's coming next. If you put Harden on the team, it's going to be pick and roll every time.
1: Right? No, that's Harden, what I mean.
0: Harden can't play off the ball. You see that in Brooklyn right now, right? Like, he, he's just, and I wrote about this the other day. They, they should trade him. Like, they, if I'm the Nets, I would trade James Harden because he's nothing but a nuisance to this team. Um, and you know what's crazy, Sam? Somehow he's more of a nuisance than Kyrie Irving. How wild is that? Well, it's how not can that you be wild. More
1: of Kyrie's only team. there half the time. <laughs> I yeah, but that's he's not really boy. on the team. He's like But how
0: can you be more you know. of a nuisance to a team than someone who can't even play in half the games? Yeah. That's crazy. Like you're a problem. I think well, it's because like, it's because he knows like, his
1: teammates, so he's not passing <laughs> the ball. Yeah. I feel
0: bad for KD <laughs> for the first time in a long time. I feel bad for KD. No, but uh, he did it to bad. himself. I don't feel bad for him. I, I don't feel bad. So. I don't
1: like hate on him, but I mean, I don't feel bad. He chose to go there. He yeah. he chose that he made the decision that Kyrie was going to pick where they played.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And then he he
0: pressed Nets leadership to trade for Harden, trade for his buddy, and
1: yeah, Ugh. that team Oof. might have won a title last year <laughs> if he, they didn't do that. Yeah, they, they I, mean, might, they had, I mean, they had they were not only if they were healthy, also they strong on the top, but they were so deep before that. And then they yeah. trade hard. They traded all their depth out except for like Joe Harris.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Look, I mean the injuries also obviously hurt. Like you can't discredit that. Especially and this year, KD's big ass feet hurt them too.
1: Yeah, really. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm was so, so happy funny. they lost.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, and uh, even as much as I'm happy that the Nets lost, I'm so happy Giannis got a title. I love Giannis. Oh, no, he deserves Giannis it. So he
1: he <laughs> has done it correctly. That's how you're supposed to do it. You are on the team that drafted you or traded for you. I mean, a lot of times a trade you can't control. And he's done everything right. He's stayed. He's been through it. They have had mm-hmm. tough losses in the playoffs. I mean, they the 2019 year when they lost to Kawhi and the Raptors was probably devastating. They went up yeah. 2-0. They just beat the Celtics, who everybody thought was the juggernaut team, even though the season showed you they weren't. But even going yeah. into the season, they were the favorite. And they beat him. And here you are. And you lose to Toronto. And he stayed and won a title. Lost um, to Miami in the bubble. You know, underachieved two years in a row, probably. Yeah, And they won.
0: Good for them. He didn't quit. He
1: didn't leave. He didn't say, I want to trade. He won. Shout out. And he had the
0: opportunity to, as well. He signed an extension. Yeah, shout out Giannis. He's just, he's the best. Um, We don't have too much more to talk about. The one thing I did want to ask you, um, are there any trade targets that you really want? Like, is there anybody out there you think, okay, I want this person on the Celtics and obviously green colored glasses are going to come into play with how well they played lately. Like you're saying, Oh, they have a chance now. I, I don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs. I think they have, they could win a round, right? I don't think they're going to go much further than that. It's great. Well, winning that they're around turning is together, more than
1: but... you would have thought they would do a month ago.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it's great. And I do think that they could compete for hell, even home court advantage at this point, like they get top four. I don't think that's completely the question. I think. Aiming for that five six seed should be the goal, obviously. Um, and I don't think it's out of reach, but uh, my, my point is, what are some realistic trade targets, or even just people trading away? Also, Jackie McMullen, don't be spreading Greg Williams rumors. I, I don't like it. Uh, please, like, I trust she even, Jackie. <laughs> she said she, the she article say they're that they're
1: trading him. They're just saying, I mean, that's nothing we couldn't have told you. All she really well, no. said is he's not untouchable. No, no, no. Uh, she, in the article, she even said was like,
0: you know, I wouldn't like to see it either. But basically, the one thing I've heard I don't like is the possibility of the Celtics trading Grant Williams. So that well, doesn't sound. I'll like,
1: say this: if they're trading Grant Williams, they're getting something back. True. He's you know, going I'll to be involved at, in a trade where they get something back.
0: Sabonis, low key, could be a Sabonis trade uh, or a Fox trader.
1: If they don't get a, if they don't get an All Star back for for Grant Williams,
0: I'm, oh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna mm, I'm gonna be a very I'll have a new I'll have a new second favorite team. I'll put it that way. I'll have a new yeah. second favorite team in the NBA. Then no, you can't you can't hate me for it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like after the pass. trade deadline, I guess someone I'd like to see on the Celtics is Marcus Smart. I sure <laughs> would like that. No, I
0: wouldn't I would too. I'll give you that. No, but like are, are there any trades, even if it's as small as like, you know, you know, just trade Dennis Schroeder or just trade somebody to get under the luxury tax and keep the team the same. Like what, what do you what's the ideal trade deadline for the Celtics in your eyes?
1: It's not a lot. Maybe the shorter trade, especially if you get someone that might fit better or a pick you think might help you. I I don't really care for the picks. I don't, and I don't care for getting under the tax.
0: Well, the trade could help you. Well, if you can get under the tax by trading Bruno, like, come on, like at that point, no, no, I'll do
1: that. I don't care. He's not playing. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think it's worth just throwing away a player. That's giving you minutes in your rotation every night during a hot, you know, okay. Sure. Start to the, the calendar year, right? Like I got you. No, in 2022, I got you. I got you. they've been pretty good. So he's giving no one. I'm not saying he's a star. I'm not saying he's untouchable. No, I, know, I don't I think know. you should be like giving away for spare change. Yeah. I, I know you disagree. And I know, I know yeah. you think there's value to be had with picks or whatever. I just don't see it. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> well, I don't personally think there's any point in doing that. I think you're my... finally hitting a little bit of a stride and why not build on it? Why, why screw with it? You know, my point with picks is not
0: let's go get Jaden Hardy or Ty Ty Washington or one of these rookies or whatever, like oh, I'll get a point guard to build with Jays. No, my point is, if you can get a couple seconds or a first for Schroeder, you have more assets to throw at a team to fill that TP in the offseason. You have more assets without losing assets you already have. It, I mean, realistically speaking, <clears throat> you talk about that's the bonus trade. If you give up three picks for Sabonis, but you also get some picks back for Schroeder, you're just replenishing your own asset pool. That's what it's about for me, right? I I don't think the Celtics should be making many trades. I don't think they should draft more than one player in this upcoming draft if they draft anybody at all, right? You trade those picks to get, I don't know, Terrence Ross for a season or, or hell, you know, Larry Nance for a season or one of these guys that can help you – that's not Ennis Freedom, It's not Aaron Neesmith, or that's not, and not to put those two in the same breath, maybe that's a bit harsh, but you know what I'm saying. Like reliable rotational pieces that can come in when you need them to, if people are hurt, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. because the Celtics haven't had that in a long time. So that, that's where I am with the picks. My ideal offseason is trading Schroeder. Uh, I think at the very least to the get the deadline or offseason <clears throat> deadline. Sorry, um, trading Schroeder, I think that's a must. in again, my opinion, adding. Now that I've said it out loud, Thaddeus Young or Larry Nance would be really nice. I'd like that, but Dance Harrison Barnes. To me. Yeah, Harrison Barnes is kind of the cream of the crop for me, or Richon Holmes. I really like Richon Holmes. I think he. I could don't think they're going to
1: trade him. They just like resigned him, right?
0: No, they they said he's on the block. They said everybody outside of Fox and Halliburton could be on the block, and that makes sense. I mean, the Kings suck. They're like the Pacers of the West. Let's be real; they're worse. They're worse uh, than the <laughs> that's so bad. Yeah, but at least they have some sort of young future. I guess Fox is only a couple years younger than Sabonis, but. That was a weird time when those two could have been flipped for each other. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. My point is I want to see them gone. I wouldn't mind, like, a Tad Young for the rest of the season or uh, a Nance or a Freedom Upgrade for the third, third, third string sort of second that string. That would be seven. helpful, yes. Yes. Um, and then Barnes is kind of my splash. And I, I wouldn't mind a, a Sabonis either. And, a, hey, if you want to trade Horford for Barnes and then somehow convince the Pacers to give you Miles Turner – So he could be the Al Horford in that defensive scheme and have Rob on the wing. I don't think that combination would be too bad, but
1: I don't particularly think Miles Turner is that great of a defender, and I also don't think um, any of the core players on this team care to play with Miles Turner because they're all on Team USA and (laughs) they didn't play very well. And I think like we've legitimately heard like in the Gordon Hayward thing, like they didn't care to get him back because they didn't really care to play with him. Like they don't. I, I'm not interested in Miles Turner. That's fair. He makes, a, fair. Lot of, Sabonis. He makes a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. No, thank you.
0: Sabonis is the main guy for me. I really like Sabonis. I think he could help. Would not give up Rob or Smart even at this point for him. But yep. if we're talking like Jay Rich, Schroeder, Romeo, and two or three picks, I would pull the trigger. Obviously losing Richardson hurts, but having Richardson for one more year versus Sabonis for this year and two more years. I'll take some bonus, like just the youth, the all-star, the potential to have that big three grow together with Rob because Rob is cheaper and with Marcus. It's going to be an expensive team, no doubt. But if I'm not mistaken, you could probably get under the tax as well, which again, we, we we don't like talking about the tax, but if that is the goal of the Celtics, if you do that trade and also a Horford for Barnes trade, that'll get you under the tax. So there's that. Yeah, that, I guess my, dr- my dream offseason is Sabonis, Torrey Craig, Harrison Barnes. Deadline or offseason? Deadline, sorry. Deadline. My dream trade deadline is Sabonis, Craig slash Holiday, and Barnes. My realistic goal is trading Schroeder and potentially maybe getting, you know, a, a Nancy Young or just a backup center option. That's better than Cantor
1: Or Freedom, sorry. So, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. It's not realistic, but Hart is the most interesting to me. I like Hart as well. Hart's really cool. Yes. Besides that, I don't really care for, I, I don't know. I just, I don't care for Sabonis. Canva back? I, we want? <laughs> probably not. Like I just thinking about it. Like if you want to, if I mean, he doesn't make any money anymore. So like if you brought him back and he was off the bench, maybe you like it, but I don't know if he wants to do that. Yeah. I His knees no. still probably isn't great. Like it's just going to be more of the same. He doesn't really have much defensive ability for you at all yeah no i'd zero. rather see isaiah Negative. thomas back if you're gonna do one of those <laughs> there you go all happy right so sam by the way
0: happy birthday isaiah thomas there you go but uh yeah we, we can wrap it up there is it oh i did want to say this would be really quick like less than 30 seconds okay who who's your championship this year it's simple i just want to know who you think's coming out of the east and the
1: west um, <laughs> we haven't talked about this so I'm no gonna... we haven't oh, man i think golden state's gonna come out of the west those are my guys. I told you before That's the season they're going to be nasty. Um, fair. I think Phoenix has a good chance to beat them, but I just think Golden State's got so much experience with the players yeah. on their team playing together in the playoffs that yeah. it'll probably help them out. Oh man, the East.
0: <sighs> the East is so tough this year, man.
1: Yeah, it is. I I want to I almost want to say Milwaukee. Yeah. Just yeah, cuz I okay. they have the best player. I don't think it's going to be Philly. I think I kind of mm, don't want it to be Philly. Even though I don't hate Philly, I just think their fans will get too excited if it is. I like Embiid. I think I Brooklyn's really like still going to be a pain for everybody. Katie is just too good, man. Katie... I think...
0: Yeah. If I had to go, I think Phoenix... I think Phoenix will probably make it out of the West. They're stupid good. I saw someone like... Oh, no, they are good. They're, they haven't they're, even lost 10 games yet. Yeah. No, I think they just hit 10.
1: I think they oh, did they, just they finally lost? I mean yeah. Miami. You can't um, count on Miami either. Miami. I think
0: Miami is my pick in the East, low key. They're they're filthy this year. Sleeper picks in the West. Don't sleep on Dallas and Denver. Both of them. I don't. I'm not saying maybe. I don't. I think the Denver's finals might be a stretch, up, man. I know Eastern Conference Finals though. I, I think. West, uh, sorry, West. I think both of them have the chance to make the Western Conference Final. I'm rooting for the Grizzlies though. I the Grizzlies are so yeah. Sad. I
1: I would like to see so Memphis cool. as well. Shaw's so, good they have good players around him. grizzlies well, well, got good if, fans
0: if and when the celtics are eliminated the grizzlies will probably be the new team i i root for they're they're super and the Cavs. i really like the Cavs. obviously I mean, if and when the celtics.
1: celtics are eliminated i will no longer be watching <laughs> that's how it goes for me i say that go. does it for me i still follow along but i don't sit and watch any games
0: anymore. i i throw updates in the chat
1: and sam goes yep i didn't watch
0: <laughs> maybe
1: maybe a game like i'll watch like game sevens and stuff
0: yeah, that a, I, I will I'm not that of fan.
1: I just don't care for the other teams for the most part. That's I care about I, I remember like Philly. If like they were making a run out, I'd be like, like last year was fantastic mm-hmm. seeing them crumble. I remember in the bubble, um, I was trying to practice my
0: writing. And so I wrote recaps for every single first round game and series in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when you were doing that. Why?
0: It was it was horrible. I mean, I, it was good basketball, so I was excited and happy about it. But it was it was a lot. At yeah, that point, Anyways. you weren't
1: doing it, It was COVID.
0: I mean, I was hyped that that's the thing I chose because the Nuggets Jazz series was stupid. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you remember that?
1: Yeah, 3 was, that was crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, I probably slacked off towards the end, but I wrote a lot about a lot of those games. But, um, anyways, uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here?
1: Yes, we are perfect in our predictions for the month so far.
0: <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it at we were perfect. I was like, yeah, I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll roll with that was the statement. Pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. I think so, too. I got a, I got a nice comment in our pregame chat the other day saying, Jack Simone is the GOAT. So I was very happy. Thank you, oh, Donald. Donald kind. Brown, if you're listening. Legends. It's nice of your dad. Glenn dads. and John. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out my dad, though. Love you, dad. Shout, Tom, to Tom always is always a <laughs>
1: savage in the chat. When Jack wasn't there, he was like, tell Jack he's <laughs> slacking off."
0: Motherfucker. <laughs> no, yeah, we appreciate it. And like I said at the very top of the show, we'll be here. Uh, Guy Boston Sports, YouTube, and Facebook. A uh, couple hours probably before the deadline. We haven't worked out a time, but keep an eye on the YouTube channel. We'll tweet it out and everything as well. Uh, we'll we'll be live the chatting.
1: Tomorrow. What will we do yeah. in the pregame for the Nets? Another yep. game they should win. It's a big a game. Win. They should get up big for game. it. Big for, for the sure. standings. For sure. Take care. Of but uh,
0: yeah, thank you guys for listening to the From the Raptors podcast. Check us out at BannertownUSA.com. Check out guy Boston Sports. I'm not going to say the Twitter handles, and I'll leave that to Sam because I messed it up last time, and I'll, <laughs>
1: I'll let you take it this yeah, time. I know. Jack was stepping on my toes last time. I'm still here, man. I, I don't write so much anymore. I mean, Jack and I kind of matched today. Is that gray or white, your shirt?
0: It's like white with, like, green, really light green
1: tie-dye. It's, it's good no, for right. it's, it's a normal. brand. Yeah, I need to okay. stop talking. That's the shirt I have, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could match, but I'm not wearing the shirt. Uh, anyways, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. If or uh, you know, Thank you very much for watching or or listening. If you're watching you and subscribe on YouTube to Bannertown and Guy Boston, I believe we're on both. Um, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you use. You follow Jack at Jack's Money MBA. You follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. You can follow me at Sam, the France NBA. That's okay.